And uh, really, what a great track. So, if you'd like to hear your Big Fat Juicy, your Sunday morning song, the song that's going to make your heart feel good, and we need a couple of good hearts. It's been rough. Kurath. Kurafka Kulu. So, if you'd like to play that Big Fat Juicy, what you do is you WhatsApp us, you SMS us, you give us a phone call, you follow us on Twitter, you do whatever social media or media form is going to make your day. Michelle Constant on SAFM. So this is a story that made the day not of a human, but certainly of a bird, a real bird, a parrot, a macaw. How does it work? It's pretty crazy. Well, the University of Pretoria gave a parrot a new lease of life with a 3D printed beak. So when you think of humans who might uh, have a new prosthetic titanium limb because of illness or injury, well, they did the same thing for a bird. On the line is Professor Gerard Steenkamp, veterinary specialist in dentistry and maxillofacial surgery at the Faculty of Veterinary Science at the University of Pretoria. Prof, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning to your listeners. Okay, so I have seen these pictures. This must be a parrot with the most expensive uh, equipment on its beak ever. You could say so. Um, <laughs> fortunately, we had many partners, and and um, we could do this free of charge for him because it's it's something we did for the first time, and there was a lot of development, and and everybody learned quite a lot. So, so take us back to the beginning of the story. So here's a parrot whose bird has been ripped off because he's a bit of a fighting parrot. And he's been fighting with the other birds. I mean, if that was ever sort of masculinity at its worst, then we see it there. But basically, his, his beak was ripped off. Yes, this is unfortunately something we see with these big parrots. They, they're very powerful. And they obviously, part of their diet contains or consists of nuts. And they have to crack these nuts to open it up and get to the protein-rich resources on the inside. So um, their beaks are quite formidable weapons. And unfortunately, when they do fight with each other, um, these weapons come in handy. And over the years, I had to repair many beaks that were um, crushed by other parrots. And um, I've only ever seen a few of them where the top beak was completely ripped off. Sometimes it's unfortunate and it gets ripped off right at the skull base. So we have no point for attachment for anything. But in Max's case, fortunately, there was a stump left that we could utilize. Okay, so here we have a parrot with a stump as part of his top beak. And what did you then do and go ahead and create for him? So the way that a parrot beak or beaks work is that the lower beak will wear off against the upper beak as they um, working with it and eating with it. And that is normal. So their beaks are made of keratin, which is the same substance as our nails and rhino horn. And um, this wearing away process is normal for them. So if you lose the upper beak, the problem is that that lower beak just continues growing and it gets really long. Yeah. So when the beak was very short, Max could, at least by lapping with his tongue, they could feed him. But he cannot pick up big nuts, he cannot crack nuts anymore. So that part of his diet was completely deficient. 
And the next step was to see making a beak or printing a beak is, is you know, something they can do, um, plastic and all of that. The crucial thing was trying to anchor that beak to the head so that we cannot say to a parrot once he's received the prosthetic that you shouldn't do certain things. You're not allowed to bite this hard. You're not allowed to eat those kind of things. And they will just carry on with their normal life. So we had to make sure that the substance of the beak was going to be strong enough to uphold all these forces. And therefore, we decided at that time that titanium was probably going to be uh, our best material uh, going forward. The other advantage of titanium is also it's quite light. And if you think about this bird is just under one kilogram, and we normally, if we place transmitters onto animals, we say it shouldn't exceed more than 10% of its body weight. So 10% of a kilogram parrot is about 100 grams. And fortunately, the beak with all the screws came in at under 50 grams. So it's less than 5% of his body weight, and that was going to be very good. So, so Prof, and, and it's, it's a pretty crazy story, this, and we love the story because it is crazy. But I suppose some people will go, well, why would you spend the time, the energy, the effort building a 20-year-old parrot a beak? And I, I imagine that there are a whole load of different reasons. The one is because we are sentient human beings and we have empathy, and we should have empathy for creatures of our of our globe. But two, I imagine that there is a lot that can be learnt from this as well that we can take into our human world further. That is absolutely right. I think first and foremost, I'm a veterinary surgeon and to me, every patient is sacred and I want to do my best for every patient involved. Down to the little little, uh, house mouse. It doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) <laughs> if it's got blood in its veins and it's got a heart beating, um, it's something we care for and we, yes. we're going to try and do our best for it. Yes. So I think that is, that's first and foremost. Secondly, you are absolutely right that um, many of the listeners will know, and, and for various reasons a lot of people are against it, but there's often research that gets done on animals so to benefit humans. Here we have the win-win situation where we're not doing research on the animal. We are actually helping this animal. But by doing so, we are scaling down things, prostheses that would be made for humans right down to the nitty-gritty and understanding the very fine components of what makes a prosthesis work. And therefore, we can upscale this again. Every single thing that we learn we can upscale again and use it to the benefit of the next patient, be it a human, be it a rhino, be it an elephant, it doesn't matter. But as long as we carry on learning from what we do, then it is going to benefit all of us in the future. So what is extraordinary is that you say we've learned certain things. What are some of the things you've learned? I mean, I'm imagining taking um, a prosthetic down to a few a few grams, 50 grams, is, 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 is a great learning because weight, as you say, not just for animals but for humans, could become an issue. But what else does one learn? Well, I think we, we also look at the forces applied and, and the anchoring system. You know, yeah. there has been one or two parrots in the past where they've put the small beaks for to, to try and get them to uh, work again. 
but this is the first time where we've actually printed the full size beak. So all of the forces that that is going to be enacted on that beak yeah. is going to rely on those anchors that we placed in the bone to hopefully keep those forces at bay. And so far, we did it about three weeks ago, and so far everything is working. This bird woke up, and the amazing thing <laughs> and is started because fighting it's got again. The, <laughs> no, I'm it's, it's got the stump, and because all of the nerve endings in that stump are still normal, yeah. this bird woke up and it immediately knew what to do with that beak. He was yeah. climbing onto his cage, he was taking nuts in his beak, he was rolling them around as if. There was never not to be. So um, the the first take-home message, we were worried that he was going to be a little bit uncomfortable with his beak and he wasn't going to know what to do with it. But man, he was spot on straight away. He knew what it was. So we are a little bit worried that he now has got quite good weaponry with him. And I think the other McCalls would rather leave him alone now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in closing, Prof, you are um, at the Faculty of Veterinary Science at the University of Pretoria. And part of this process, as, as part of academia, is that I imagine you then go out and write a paper on this. Is this something that will go uh, internationally into a paper as well? Definitely. Uh, I think it just goes without saying. There are so many people involved from the Central University of Technology in Bloemfontein, ourselves, the, the dental faculty at the university as well. So we are definitely going to write this paper. I've got a second parrot that I'm also going to treat very similarly. So it's always better if you have one more than one patient <laughs> and give a bit of follow-up. But also we've already looked at limitations of things that we um, encountered and said, well, next time we should do this or add this or maybe think about this. And this is all that goes into such a paper. In order that... Um, many other patients around the world that sit with similar problems that their veterinarians can also read the papers and then help them. That's the main thing. 7.22, that's Professor Gerard Steenkamp. He's a veterinary specialist in dentistry and maxillofacial surgery at the Faculty of Veterinary Science at the University of Pretoria, giving a parrot, a macaw, a new lease of life with a 3D printed beak made of titanium. That's when science is humane. What a delightful story for sure. And uh, we look forward to seeing that particular story going global and making a difference in the world of veterinary science. It's 7.23. Is this your choice song?